day 15 of the edition of Men's Hockey World Cup. Europe dominates the crossovers. It's time to cut the cake into quarters. Greetings and welcome to the World Cup Daily, the podcast of the 2018 edition Men's Hockey World Cup. Indeed it is. My name is Matt Allen and that man there is Mr John Lee. John, good to be here once again. How was your hockey night? Uh, not too bad. It was pretty good really. Uh, I did have to interrupt my hockey night with a terrible thing called work. But oh. I came home and, and watched the uh, Canada-Netherlands replay this morning, caught the other game last night. Um, I'd yeah. like a little ditty, John. Here we are again, happy as can be. My day's talking to you, my night's watching hockey. Did you, did like you that? just write that? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get on to the action, shall we? It was the last of the crossover finals. And as I mentioned in the ent- um, intro there, Europe has dominated the crossovers. Last night's games kicked off with Belgium taking on Pakistan. And uh, I know I was tremendously bullish about Pakistan all the way through the tournament. And didn't they make a fool of me last night? Matt, uh, Belgium, I don't really know what to say about this game. They led 2-0 at quarter time. It was done and dusted. Pakistan didn't even look close and ended up losing 5-0. Well, I heard the stat last night. They they haven't won a World Cup game since 2010. Um, against? And that's, and that's, uh, that's the third. Against anybody, Pakistan. Not 1-1. No, so it's in draws. So there was, yeah, there would have been some 1-1s. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've only ever got through on picking up single points, never on... That's what it looks like, yeah. So, uh, But 13th World Cup for the Belgians. Look, the scene was set with about 20 seconds into the game when Belgium got their first corner, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and it wasn't much longer. Ten minutes, the first penalty corner went in. The, the ball put over the, the back line unnecessarily from Mubasha. Um, and Hendricks opened it up with a, lo- a score to the low bottom right. Um, a few minutes later, Thomas Briels on the end of a De Kerpel driving right-hand run down the baseline. There's been a few of those tap-ins, hasn't there? Well, it's actually made picking goal of the day very difficult recently because a lot of teams are doing that. And when you think about it, the guy scoring the goal should actually get the assist. All the hard work's done by the runner along the baseline. That's the blokes it. just stay there in front of goal, tap, in it goes. Yeah. Gets the glory. Uh, Charlie, eh? Well, he got the glory for the third goal with that. Uh, yeah. Well, he's just kind of amb- ambling around on the left-hand side of the D. He thought, oh, we'll just chuck a little Tomer in here. And uh, it hit the Pakistan stick first. And ping, it went into the corner, 3-0. Uh, off uh, Captain Ahmad Butt's stick. Uh, and then the f- next two goals, Docky A and Bone with the stroke. Um, that was after... Um, uh, who, who was on that corner? I can't remember who was on the corner, but uh, it went straightish and low and um, got the man on the line, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Ouch. Um, so 5-0, <laughs> pretty comprehensive victory. What do you say about that game? I mean, Belgium were very good, and they're they're right in it. Um, they'll be there or close by. Well, they've, they've grown, yeah. haven't they, since the, you know, they're that getting better do- as a tournament dodgy goes first on. two games, their second halves were, p- were pretty poor that they played, but yep. they seem to be managing the 60 minutes now. And um, we got a couple of words out of uh, Florin Van Orbel as well, who I believe was playing his 200th game. So right. what a what a time to do it in a crossover final in a World Cup. That would be a big night for him. Yeah, I think we, we prepared really well. Uh, it's been since August that we're training so hard. And, well, you can see it here at the World Cup. We're all ready. Uh, every individual player is ready to play. So, yeah, it's awesome. And they look like they've been in doing a lot, a lot of work too. 
He's a happy chap as well, he, isn't he? He's a very happy chap. He should be. So congrats he's playing on, well. No, congrats on his 200th. Congrats to Simon Gunard, who picked up the man of the match in that game. The Belgians, they stride on. Who do they meet in the semis, John? Uh, they go on to the semi-finals. Let's get our research here. And they will be playing in the semi-finals. Belgium, um, Germany. I tell you, I'm, I'm getting excited here. The quarter-finals. That wasn't oh, the quarter-finals. No, that no. was the crossover. <laughs> We are getting a bit too excited. Belgium will play in Germany in the quarter-final. Uh, that game's coming up on the 13th, which would be tomorrow. tomorrow. Now, let's just quickly mention Pakistan. I'm really, really disappointed in their performance. I, I thought after the Champions Trophy, we had seen some real improvement in that team, and they, they had something about them. And I don't know what's going on in Pakistan hockey, but the only people that can fix it are Pakistan. They just didn't. There's some bloody good players in that team. They create opportunities. I don't know how many times in this tournament we've seen the ball flash across the face of goal. Just the way that we spoke about oh. how other teams have been knocking those goals in and creating space from the pullbacks off the baseline. Um, time and time again, it would just go flashing past them. Uh, look, they've got some serious work to do, and, and uh, it's not in skills or necessarily fitness in those areas. It's between the years they've got to get to work. Um, very, very disappointing. Uh, second game. Let's move on to that one now. Because this, surprisingly, same scoreline, but I thought a lot more fight and grit and determination showed by the Canadians when they went down 5 0 to the Netherlands. Yeah, it's the second time the Dutch have scored five um, in in uh, consecutive games, and across the tournament, there's been ten games where a team has scored five or more goals in it. But it didn't start out that way. No. You know, it was a, a a good resolute first half uh, from from yeah from 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 the Canadians. Um, the Dutch did start fairly lively. Did you see that one that uh, Carter copped in the grill? Yeah. Um, oh dear, it sort of shook the head a little bit, but. Uh, he had a very good game, of course, being named man of the match. Yeah, superb. And, and, and rightly so. Penalty stroke save. Beautiful, wasn't it? Fabulous. Quick, very quick, um, down to Dubious penalty stroke, in my opinion. There should have been a short corner. Um, I, I don't think there was that much in it. And I, he certainly wasn't going to score necessarily. I thought you were talking about Hertz van Rentel's dispatch of the ball being dubious. Well, come was come on, Hertz van Rentel. You're in my squad team now. You're my captain. You've got to pu- pull, your, pull your socks <laughs> up, mate. Look, the Canadians were very good in the first quarter, and they, they remained plucky throughout, but you know what? The Dutch are just quality, and that's what they do to you. They take their opportunities, and they don't have to be much of an opportunity either. No, um, and they, you know, they, they, from the, the point that they got that first goal from Balk, they, they went on fairly steadily through the game. I think they scored in every quarter, didn't they? What was he there? doing up there? <laughs> probably got a bit of a nosebleed. Oh, he certainly would have. I thought he was going to black out from the lack of oxygen that far up the field. Well, I won't talk too much about that goal, but uh, the second goal was popped in by Van Dam, the 21-year-old. A nice little uh, uh, drag at the top, uh, touched in by Kemperman. Uh, did I say he scored? No, he didn't score. Kemperman scored. I thought it was going in. I wrote it down at the time. I went, oh, he's got that goal there. And uh, and Kemperman was on the spot, Johnny on the spot to uh, just tap just, it in. Just a note for um, other teams and for the Canadians for future reference, you cannot let Dutch strikers stand behind you if you're a defender. Because that's... How many times did you see a goal going, especially in the last couple of games, they get in behind you and they just tap them in. 
Yeah, they get numbers around the ball. The third, the third goal, Van Ass had a lovely wobbling, mazy little run in the D. The shot wasn't that great, saved by Carter, but bang, they were there. You know what happens? They've got players like Van Ass and etc., who are almost like lights to moths. And defenders just see these guys running at them, and they all just flock in towards them and leave all these blokes standing out the back, just popping them in. You've got to have a bit more discipline that, and trust in your teammate to make the tackle or force some sort of play to go on yeah. and hold the line on the player you're with. Anyway, that's how I see it being played. So, Bout got the first, Kemperman the second, Van Dam the third, Brinkman the fourth, and then Van Dam finished off that super uh, team move. There was six of them around the ball in the D to get the fifth and final goal in the 58th minute. Yeah, very good performance from the Dutch. And I think the Canadians uh, can be well pleased that they got to the stage yeah. that they did. And they've got a lot there to work with going forward in the future, I think. Well, I mean, they certainly have the determination to become a better team, I would say. I don't know that we'll see David Carter going forward no. into future tournaments. Maybe, maybe he'll be around. He did speak to the press afterwards and um, uh, spoke about their next tournament coming up in Malaysia. But there won't be a lot left in David. But um, they've got a, um, a super keeper there um, in um, uh, Kindler to uh, to back up, haven't they? And uh, someone who did speak after the game as well, Billy Backer. We wanted to be, uh, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I think we wanted to be better than um, than the game against uh, against Pakistan. And today we uh, did, uh, we played better and we had a better defense in my opinion. And uh, we want to make uh, sure that we played one one bit better than the game against uh, Pakistan. So we're, we're satisfied, we're doing it step by step. And, uh, Hopefully we're learning from uh, a few things where what we can do better and then we're ready uh, to play against India. And uh, yes, it's good to hear Billy Backer's words after the game. There, he was getting a bit of grief from uh, certain Max Calders there playing him Max up. Max was having a bit of fun. <laughs> but thank you very much to the Hockey India social media feeds for uh, both of those audio grabs pitch side after the games. And you can listen to them anytime you like by just logging onto Twitter. You can listen to those grabs. Uh, should we uh, move on to the fo- there's not much more we can say now really about those games they're done and dusted they went the way most people thought they would go a um, little bit disappointing that Pakistan didn't show more fight Canadians well they were always up against it but they did show some fight what does that all mean? It means, well, it means we we're down have quarterfinals yeah we're with the big boys now aren't we, we? are we so. are it is the big boys starting tonight with the two semi-finals before we speak about them though we should find out what the master tipper thinks. You're listening to the World Cup Daily Predictions, a cooperation between Studio Hockey and the First Pitch. It's quarterfinals time. Even though we will have to wait until tomorrow to watch the most spectacular games likely to be played at this entire World Cup, today will not be boring either. We start today with the reigning Olympic champions Argentina, who will face the English in the first quarter-final. I will try and stop myself from making too many Brexit jokes, but England is heading for the exit, because the Olympic champions are just too strong. I predict an easy 4-1 victory for Argentina. Game 2 of these quarterfinals brings us the reigning world champion Australia. The mighty Kookaburras face the French who have put up a great show ahead of Paris 2024 and should be proud they made it to the last 8 standing. 
Australia though will not show any mercy and lead the French straight to the guillotine. My bet would be on a clear Aussie victory 5-1 and to the French we say chin up, you've had a good run. That's it for today on the Daily World Cup Predictions. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. But for now, enjoy your hockey. Or as they say in India, up bas hockey. Hi, I'm Shamedin and you're listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. And thank you to Ernst Barth and Trent Mitten there, who will be in action tonight in one of those uh, quarterfinal games in his, I think it's another milestone game, isn't it? Uh, 150 for Trent, yeah. Uh, and uh, he'll be loving that because I think he missed the last two World Cups, didn't he, That's Trent? It, yeah. And uh, third shot at it, and he's there, and I'm sure he'll be making every post a winner. He's scored a couple of goals already, hasn't he? Uh, no, he's got, one. he's got one, I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I don't even know if he's got one. Uh, hopefully, he'll get one tonight. Of course he will. So what do you think of the predictions there from Ernst? Um, a 4-1 win for Getting Argentina a bit political, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Don't mention Brexit. Don't, we can't upset the English anymore, John. Don't mention the war faulty. Um, well, uh, I think uh, the first game tonight, that's um, Netherlands, oh, sorry, Argentina, England. I, if, if I had been asked to tip this game before the tournament, I would have said England if they'd got that far. I'm, I'm thinking Argentina will be too strong for them. They've, they're playing a lot better than I thought they would be, Argentina. The past few uh, uh, matchups between the two uh, in 2017, earlier on this year actually, Sultan Aslan Shark Cup was a 1 1 draw. Quarterfinal Hockey World League in BBI this time last year, a 3 2 win for Argentina, Argentina a 3 3 draw prior to that. Um, 2 1, 2 0, 2 2, all very, very close encounters. Yeah, um, I still think that there's a bit more firepower for Argentina than there is for England. Well, we've seen improvement from both the, the Liams, Ansel and Sanford, in the yeah. uh, in the English side, and they're they're proving to be growing into the tournament. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But I think there's that desperation there with Argentina, like we've spoken before, and Ernst has mentioned before. This is probably the last chance for a lot of these guys, um, and we'll see some wholesale changes post this tournament. So I think there's going to be enough there to get them over the line, just with the desire. Oh, look, it wouldn't surprise me if England get up tonight because those younger players have started to really put pressure on opposition defences. I mean, yeah, there's talk of them being a younger team, though. But, but they're not. No, they're not. They've there's got a couple of younger players, but they are not Yeah, a they're about team. the seventh or eighth oldest average age team within the tournament. They, well, put it in perspective. I think, I think, well, I think there's six, five or six guys that are under 23 within, within yeah, the group. Yeah, and there's, there's five or six guys in the Australian group that yeah. are under 23. But the Australians only have two players, 31. That's it. And how many do England have? Oh, there's five or five six. Or six. Yeah, 30, 31, 32, 33 in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah. Barry, Barry Middleton's 63. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, good on him. He must be using some of those supplements from Alan Chesney. Uh, you can make an argument for England winning that game, but I think Argentina are going to be too strong in the end. And the second game coming up tonight is uh, Australia versus France, a game probably most people think Australia will take and take quite easily. France, you know, I'm a great one in looking at the way teams celebrate post-match is you get towards the pointy end of these sorts of tournaments, and it... France had a bit of the played their grand final already feeling in their celebrations. Well, the last as time, did England. Last by time the they way. met though, it was last time they met in 2017. It was a 3-2 win in the pool for uh, Australia over France in the Hockey World League semi. So it wasn't a huge result no. um, 
it was 10 nil the time before that in 2015 and it's been a hatful of goals all the way through yeah but they're not not that team anymore they're a different no. team and they defend very well um, they'll certainly make it a lot harder to, for Australia to score than some of the other teams that Australia's played but I don't think they've got enough up front to bother the Australian defence and it'll be interesting to see how they handle the press because no one has handled it at this tournament yet I think we'll see Australia control the game from the four once again we might not see any goals in that first quarter uh, but once they start to build momentum and and get on the ball more you'll see the possession stats go up the passing accuracy will be up and uh, And Australia are going to be phenomenally fit so if if that's if the French aren't up to the fitness level they'll really find themselves struggling well it's it's a quick it's a quick turnaround for France as well coming into this game where Australia have had a nice long break since that 11-0 win over China. Now what does that actually mean if you just want to look forward a little bit Matt? Um, as far as uh, the Netherlands, uh, Argentina-England game goes, the winner of that will go through to play a semi-final against the winner of the Germany-Belgium game. Australia-France the winner of that game will line up against India and the Netherlands. Or, or, or the one Netherlands. Of the, yeah, one of the, yeah, <laughs> that the, just wouldn't be fair, would it? Well, the Australians could probably handle both of them at the same time. <laughs> oh, dear. No, yes, no, you're really, you're really setting us up for a fall here. Yeah, no, I w- yeah, trying not to, because uh, I said yesterday, if, if we're going to lose to someone from this point on, uh, I want it to be France as opposed to Germany or Netherlands or India, India or... Yeah, uh, and then we can jump on the France bandwagon. Uh, so that's what's coming up in the next couple of days. They're, they're going to be ripping games tonight. I know, you know, Ernst has obviously got his uh, Netherlands cap on when he doesn't think that these games will be as good as the ones coming up tomorrow. <laughs> but I tell you what, mate, it's going to be full-on hockey tonight, and it will be tomorrow night. And just can't wait until we get to the weekend and the semi-finals. Of course, Friday is a rest day. Semi-finals played on Saturday, and the gold medal and bronze medal match played on the Sunday. Oh, sorry. The gold medal and the second loser versus third loser match played on <laughs> Sunday. Now, where does it, what, you got any tips for tonight, just quickly? Um, yeah, I think Australia are going to win probably 4 or 5 1. Um, oh, it's going to be close, that England game. Argentina to edge it 3 2. I'm predicting that's the first final that's going to go to a shootout. Right, okay. Oh, I'm seeing a draw there, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no shootouts yet so far. 124 goals scored so far in the competition, John. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get another 10 on the board this evening. You think? Yeah. Okay, we'll wait and see how that goes. So get it on your screens. Of course, you can keep up with us and all the action on social media. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. It would be lovely to hear from you. Had a c- couple of complaints yesterday, John. Yeah. Didn't give a shout-out to some other countries when we were saying where we had listeners from. Oh. Dubai needs a shout-out. Oh, hello, okay. Dubai. And uh, Ireland as well. Of course. How could we yes. forget the Irish? Sorry, guys. It's a pity they went home so early. Um... Probably but business class with Turkish Airlines. Uh, I hope so. I hope they got a few free ones on the way home too. Let's turn our attention now, Matt, to the generically sponsored goal, goal of, of the, the day. day. Which bank? Your bank. Today's goal of the day comes from the um, Netherlands-Canada game. I must admit, it was pretty hard picking the goal of the day in some respects because a lot of them were those tap-ins we talked about or straight-up penalty corner conversions. Um, so we've gone with... The bloke who doesn't, didn't know what he was doing up there, suffering from 
oxygen deprivation, and that's Lars Bolk, who scored in the fourth minute for the Netherlands. Oh, sorry, not the fourth minute. That's his number. Uh, <laughs> he scored. In, he scored in the sixteenth minute, and uh, it was actually a ripping goal. Apparently, while while the commentators were chatting, a game of hockey broke out as well. Final spot in the quarterfinals. England have gone through from the crossovers. France have gone through from the crossovers. Belgium have gone through from the crossovers. Jukbeer, who's going through from this one? Well, the, the way things are happening, even otherwise, Netherlands had been... And there's the first goal, and it's superbly taken a rare foray forward from Lars Bal, and he finds himself in a shooting position, and he shows the rest of the Netherlands team exactly how it's done. Well, this is what a team like Netherlands can do in three touches. Hi, I'm Flynn Ogilvy, and you are listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. And thanks so much to Star Sports India and the FIH for that audio commentary, and also from the team, Dan Strange and Jagbeer Singh, having a nice little chit-chat before that uh, one went in. A lot of chit-chatting in that game, just quietly, but um, let's move on, shall we? Well, that was look, look. the generically sponsored goal of the day. Yeah, congratulations. Your future is ours. <laughs> Congratulations, Lars Bulk. Um, great team goal all the way down the right-hand side. Uh, he somehow managed to ghost in away from his uh, well, his marker. It <laughs> wasn't much of a marker in that situation. He probably wondered why he was up there as well. That's why he didn't bother tackling him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lovely one-time slap oh, into the roof, and Carter could do nothing about and, it. And Carter was having a good game too. Yeah. It, it, he was saving a lot, it must be said. Uh, what else have we got just to wind up with? Uh, weather today time. in BBI at game time, John. We're looking at around 28 degrees, 44% humidity. This is the early game. 6K winds, nice, clear, sunny day. We've still got that rain on the horizon for Sunday, though. Rain? Ooh, that could really change. Imagine after going all dry, the whole tournament for the games to be affected by rain on the final. That could really change things up for teams. That makes it interesting. And TV coverage. Um uh, very quickly before we scored. go, John scored yeah, a quick update, you mate. Something. You're down to 13, um, 13th place. I've had to go onto the second page to find you. Also on that second page, <laughs> down at number 20, Mr. Oriel Perimical from Scored. Hi, Oriel. Don't, Don't forget, mate. we've got that bet. I'm going to be up there come tomorrow. Very quickly, our top five, a new leader from Chelsea, uh, Chertsey Thames Valley Hockey Club, Will Turner, in at number one. Rob Abbott still in at number two. Ramiz. Roger, number three. Jay Bloomfield, one of his many, many teams in at number four. How can you not get in the top four if uh, you've got 16 <laughs> teams entered? Uh, down to number five. In joint position with me, Doherty's Army. We're there with the TRS Development Squad. Uh, good luck. Aussie boys tonight, mate. I'm looking for a hatful. Uh, it could be a great day. It'll be a great couple of days of hockey. I'm really looking forward to this. It's what we've been waiting for. Good luck to all your teams, folks. <laughs> <laughs>